the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, SimulTV.com, SimulTV.com. What's SimulTV.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean SimulTV.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a SimulTV.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about SimulTV.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Roswell in the 21st Century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to CC with BB. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and so glad you, our loyal fans, are with us again. And that includes you, Gina. We are looking into all aspects of coincidences with people from around the world. Spread the word about the show, and word of mouth is how we grow. And here's an idea for all of you out there in coincidence land. Think about coincidences as exercises for your mind. For example, do you like solving riddles or mysteries or online games? 
Are you still in touch with your childhood sense of wonder? Are you puzzled by who you are or how relationships work? Do you question what you are being told about reality and how it works? If yes to any of these, you probably like the feeling that comes from figuring things out. From the day we're born, curiosity becomes a, a prime driving force that motivates us to explore unknown territories in search of answers and stimulation. Coincidences alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. Curiosity drives solution seeking. Curiosity leads to wonder. I wonder how and wow. Dopamine squirts in your brain and boosts curiosity adventures. The coincidence puzzles us to figure out what makes them happen and how to use them. Seeking to solve these puzzles strengthens curiosity, and strengthening curiosity is good for the rest of your life. Our guest today is Karen Newell. Karen has spent a lifetime seeking wisdom through esoteric teachings and firsthand experience exploring realms of consciousness. She empowers others by demonstrating how to connect to inner guidance, achieve inspiration, improve wellness, and develop intuition. She is co-founder of Sacred Acoustics and co-author with Eben Alexander of Living in a Mindful Universe. Welcome back to the show, Karen. Well, thank you, Bernie. It's great to speak with you again. Good, good, good. I, I just love that you're down the road from where I live here. It's, uh, I know. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, yeah, and yet right now it's probably best that we're uh, using the Internet to connect. <laughs> uh, that makes it a lot, a, lot more, a lot easier with that virus floating around here. For, for sure, yes. You saw UVA, University of Virginia, closed down uh, and only doing online classes, which a lot of universities are doing right now. So the town is going to get kind of quiet, the Charlottesville. Yeah, well, I like staying home anyway, so this is going to be great. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. There's a lot of things you've done and thought about, um, Karen, and one of them is, is sacred acoustics. What is sacred acoustics for the sake of our audience? Well, Sacred Acoustics is a company that produces audio recordings that have brainwave entrainment embedded into them, and that's also known as binaural beats. And these recordings are uh, created using a proprietary brand of brainwave entrainment we call Neural Helix, but it's basically combining the binaural with the monaural beats to create an experience for the listener of an altered state of consciousness. So some people use them to uh, improve their focus and concentration or help them go to sleep at night, but others use them to expand their awareness and uh, do things beyond just having you know greater focus. But uh, we can all use them to get to know our inner world and quiet the mind and bring a, a practice of meditation to our daily lives that many of us aren't doing yet. And sacred acoustics can really help people with that pro process. It helps people who have trouble uh, meditating with, with a mantra, for example. Correct. Yes. Because I know for me, when I first started meditating and I would just focus on my breath, re repeat a phrase to myself, the thoughts in my head did not calm down at all. And it was uh, brainwave entrainment technology that helped me to do that. And, and then that created a foundation for a lot more depth of consciousness exploration that I found myself in. That's a good idea because a lot of my patients can't meditate. Their minds are going too fast. Anxi anxiety, some depression. So how can people get in touch with uh, what you're doing? Well, sacredacoustics.com, we have a free download and lots and lots of information about how to get started. And considering your patients, we did just recently have a pilot study published just in February of this year, 2020, um, that showed uh, in a psychiatric practice in Manhattan, a 26% reduction in anxiety just after listening to specific recordings for at least two weeks. So it could potentially be an adjunct to psychiatric care. And we have just created uh, with that Dr. Anna Yusum in New York and Dr. Eben Alexander and myself, we've just created a course called Spirituality and Mental Health. And it is absolutely geared towards health practitioners 
as a, a new way of kind of approaching mental health beyond the standard biopsychosocial model, including that spiritual component and teaching people how to get started in, in uh, that approach. It's not a religious uh, sort of thing. It's more of a, we call it a secular spirituality that all people can really learn. We are connected to something greater, even if you don't have specific religious beliefs. Well, the study of coincidence is also a secular, has an element of secular spirituality in it too. And that's what we all need to be paying attention to. There's something beyond uh, the specific religions. Some people do need the religious pathway, but others don't. And the secular pathway to something higher is uh, what we're all trying, I think many of us are trying to develop. So they can get to, people can get to uh, the, the mental health uses again. Again, through sacredacoustics.com. Is that Correct. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And and links to that spirituality and mental health course will be available on sacredacoustics.com. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, having that background um, for our listening audience, um, please tell us about what happened with you in November 2010 at uh, the Monroe Institute. Yes, well, Kevin Cossey is the co-founder of Sacred Acoustics, and he and I, 10 years ago, is when we met at a workshop we were attending at the Monroe Institute. And for those who don't know, the Monroe Institute is a, a, a center that uses binaural beat recordings to help people get into altered states. And so we were both there exploring this. And I didn't really get to know him at, during that experience. There's usually around 20 people in these workshops, but you kind of get to know certain people better than others. And yet when we would all get together, the way the workshop works is we would listen to recordings and then get together to tell each other about our experiences. And he would always have these amazingly vivid experiences that he would describe to all of us. And all of us were very intrigued by this. And so we both left that workshop, didn't stay in touch, but just three months later in January, 2011, we were both at another workshop there at the Monroe Institute. And in that case, he had a room right next door to me that had this adjoining living room. And so it was really interesting that we were able to have that close connection because on the very first day when we usually, these are week-long workshops, and usually the first day they do what they call resets. So you listen to recordings that you've heard before to just kind of get yourself into the mood for the week. And so when we were doing this, we were all in what they call the debrief room, and Kevin explained that his experience during that exercise was that he, was that he had left his body with his etheric or astral body, and he went into my room. Now, this kind of surprised everyone. We all looked around at each other like, wait, when do people go into each other's rooms during these exercises? Wait, 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 wait a second. Please talk about what the etheric or astral body is for those who might not know. Yes. And so this is what, what I mentioned before is that Kevin was actually a rather expert out-of-body traveler. And so his experiences that he would describe were so intriguing. And what that means is sort of a the classic out-of-body experience is when sort of a duplicate or etheric version of your body separates from the physical body and is able to move about and, and do things. And so he explained that he had done that and entered with his astral or etheric body into the room that I was in. And uh, he he's explained during this experience that he saw my energy depart and then he noticed colorful geometric postcards hanging up on the wall. And these intrigued him. And he said they were, they just looked like uh, portals to him. And so with his astral body, he began to jump through these portals as if they would be able to bring him to other dimensions. And he was busy explaining all of this. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, how could this be? I didn't notice anything like that during my experience. And we were all very much interested in this. But as he was speaking and describing these postcards, I remembered that I had brought with me uh, something I had received in the mail the previous week. And uh, I had brought them with me. I hadn't even opened this box. And inside this box was a set of cards displaying colorful geometric images that an artist had created 
that he had been inspired by crop circles. And so they were very colorful and geometric. And so later that day, I showed them to Kevin to see if, if they looked familiar. And he said, yep, that's what I saw. And that is what got my attention. That should get your attention. I love those stories where the, you haven't even seen the box or what's in it. And somebody else tells you what's in it. That gets your attention. We're come to the, we've come to the end of this segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are speaking with Karen Newell, who is co-founder of Sacred Acoustics and co-author of Living in a Mindful Universe. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jenny as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet's day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Welcome back. Yes, I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beichman, MD, and we're talking with Karen Newell uh, about sacred acoustics and uh, her colleague, Kevin. Um, when Kevin entered in your, into your room in his astral body, he saw your energy depart. What does that mean to you? Well, he claimed that he saw my energy leave my body because that's how he experiences this realm. And so I didn't necessarily feel myself leaving my body like he did, but that he just meant to say that I went off to do my own uh, experience that he wasn't a part of, that I wasn't included in his experience in this case. So he just wanted to make that clear. Huh. 
But you didn't remember any of that. Oh, I didn't remember any of it at all. I had no... I had no thoughts of him being involved in any of my experience. Whatever was happening for me was completely separate from from what he was describing. Yeah. So but it did get my attention when those cards he described were like the ones in my backpack that that uh, that you had not looked at yet. No, I mean, I kind of knew what they looked like from the advertisements, you know, when I had purchased them online, but they had come from somewhere in Europe. And I just threw them in my backpack and thought they would be fun to share and look at on this trip. And so this, this really got our attention and we, we became very, uh, intrigued with each other at that point. Now I want to make clear, this was not a typical sort of romantic man, woman kind of, uh, attraction that we had. It was very much a mental attraction. And we began to speak about all kinds of topics and he was from New York and found that he found in New York that being interested in these sort of topics, New York's New Yorkers are not necessarily interested in spirituality. They're very much involved in the material world. And that's a very much a generalization. But he never really found people that he could talk to about these things. And I was very versed in talking about these things and comfortable with it. And so we really started to get to know each other very, very well. And when we got home from this trip, um, we, he, he was very interested, he told me, in creating his own binaural beats. And I thought he was a little crazy because I thought, wait, you have to be an audio engineer to do that. But he was a mechanical and electrical engineer. And so he had the ability to take things apart, put them back together in hopefully improved ways. And so he was very intrigued by my vast library of audio recordings that had to do with getting into expanded states of awareness. And so I had collected all kinds of them and we began together from our two different cities. He was in New York, I was in Baltimore at the time. And we started to create our own recordings, first by copying and pasting the ones that we I already owned. And then he realized we could figure out how to make them even better. And so this began our collaboration. Now, we had no idea at this point that we were going to create a company. Remember, this was 10 years ago, and now we have this successful company that's helping so many people. But I'm not sure how we ever would have gotten together to do this if we had not had that experience of connection so early on in our, uh, in our knowing each other. Yeah, that's... that's uh kind of story that I really enjoy because what brought you together is part of a is part of the question and I'm suspicious of uh, his claim not necessarily yours that New Yorkers are all material and of course you know that's an overgeneralization I know I know a lot of people in New York City who are very much into spiritual things however we define spiritual now there's a lot of different categories of spiritual and there's something that the two of you shared uh, that was in in what is in the broad definition of spirituality and what what was that that was so similar between the two of you that you could acknowledge that and see it in each other you know what was so strange it felt like i used to say that we were like fraternal twins switched at birth like he was my brother and that we were somehow because we were opposite of each other in so many ways and yet we could connect and it was really, really interesting when we would speak about certain things. For example, our family structures were similar, you know, two boys with a girl in the middle. Um, Our birthdays were four months apart, so we're pretty much the same age. We grew up in the same sort, we have all the same social references, and yet we lived on opposite ends of the country. Um, Very interesting, though, when I I went to college at Lewis and Clark College in Oregon, in Portland, Oregon, and I went on a trip to New York for a semester, New York City. And we stayed at 57th and 7th Avenue in the Hotel Wellington. 57th and 7th Avenue is where Kevin grew up, right there in Manhattan. So we found all kinds of strange connections like that that just continued to intrigue us. And I will say, yes, it is absolutely a generalization about New Yorkers in general. I will say, though, it is the people that Kevin has around him. Yes, that yes, are, yes. That's a better way to say it for sure. So, so you had a lot of, let's say, socio-geographical, even though you're separated a lot, uh, connections between the two of you, family uh, parallels. But what was the what's the mental thing? that mental spiritual thing that was so similar between the two of you? 
we just had this instant understanding of each other. Ah. I, yes, I would say something and he would understand what I meant and vice versa. And this was not so that's not so typical, especially when you're talking about spiritual topics. But he would explain to me all of these uh, spiritual adventures that he had had. And I would just uh, believe all of them and say, of course, and I would validate them because those were his experiences inside his mind. And many of us, when we talk about these things, people are, are distrusting and they don't believe that these things could really happen. But I had had my own experiences. And so I trusted his. And I think we both were just grateful to have someone who understood us um, and accepted accepted your weirdness accepted yes. your, your descriptions it is it's so comforting i had a new patient yesterday yesterday this week who had been going around trying to be understood and uh, we we got to a place where she could say yes all my symptoms my crying, my stomach aches are leaves on a tree of, that has branches that goes that that go down into the ground where it started with the conflict between my parents and feeds off the the peat moss that's been there for all these all these uh, millennia, and that energy of that all that terrible anger in my family fed this tree that leads to all my anxiety and anger and that metaphor she built after off of what we just talked about what we had talked about as i told her what i heard and that feeling of understood being understood to be there with her when she felt understood like that was a wonderful thing for me but it was certainly great for her but then the two of you being able to do that with each other this it's it's such a profoundly wonderful thing uh, that uh, you you and Kevin found. Well, and what's so interesting too is as our our connection developed over that that year long experience, we didn't really see we did not see each other at all, but we would have these shared experiences um, listening to these recordings. And what we would do is Kevin would create experimental recordings. We would listen to them and then uh, tell each other what happened. And that was the most fascinating thing of all. And we did this almost on a daily basis. We both had nine to five job type you know, schedules, but then in the evenings this is and weekends, this is what we would do. And as our relationship kind of evolved, it was very interesting because we would, we would often disagree about things. I, I said part of our connection was this opposite thing. And we would disagree. And both of us were very strong-willed with each other. And we were used to other people backing down to us, but we wouldn't. But what would be so interesting, and these are just simple disagreements about adding something to the recording or doing it this way or that way. And what would happen is we would have our disagreement. And then the next time we would talk, each of us would have switched to the other person's point of view. And so <laughs> it was very strange to uh, see how this would happen. And uh, I think that was, again, part of our connection that understanding, being able to understand the other points of view and coming around so easily. One of the things that, you, it's a yin and yang thing that you could bounce, bounce back and forth with. It's, it's really cool. Well, um, that's why I call it fraternal twins switched at birth. It's so strange, so. One of the things that comes, I'm gonna have a guest on the show in a, next month who uses binaural beats as well as uh, his own hypnosis form to increase the likelihood of having a coincidence happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, I, I look for uh, the events that are predispose people to have coincidences. And uh, basically in life, it's high emotion, uh, life stressors, and uh, need are three three that come together quite often and create coincidence in people or increase the likelihood. But here he's talking about what you're doing, binaural beats, as another way to in increase coincidences. What do you think about that? Oh, I absolutely agree, because I think I think that once we can sort of get out of the here and now of our thoughts, those racing thoughts that are constantly bothering us, when we can kind of move those to the back of our awareness and become more focused, and this allows our awareness to expand. That's why we call it expanded awareness beyond just what you're thinking about here. And when you can expand that, you become much, much more aware of what's going on, and uh, it can be very helpful. Many of our listeners actually tell us that after they start a regular habit of listening, 
that uh, they notice more coincidences, more synchronicities. Um, and I don't know if the, it's the case that the synchronicities were taking place and they just weren't noticing. I think that's a lot of what's going on there. Agreed. And one of the best ways to increase coincidences is to notice, start looking for them yep. <laughs> because they're happening around you. Uh, and that's one. But I'm wondering, as we get near the end of this segment, where well, you won't be able to answer it now, but if if also it's the, also the other that's in some way uh, they increase. We're talking with Karen Newell. She's co-founder of Sacred Acoustics and co-author with Eben Alexander of Living in a Mindful Universe. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are talking with Karen Newell, and we just ended the last segment talking about how binaural beats, among other things, can get people outside of their regular consciousness, as Michael Grosso likes to call it, consciousness becomes unbound, so that it becomes freer from regular the thoughts and constraints of regular reality. And 
I think it's the increase in coincidences does come from being able to be more sensitive to what's also going around us because they're they're happening all the time. But uh, Karen, would you speculate on the possibility that there, the binaural beat consciousness also somehow increases the number of coincidences that wouldn't have otherwise happened? Well, I think it also has to do with what happens when you start to listen to binaural beats. And the way I describe it usually is that you become more aligned with the greater aspect of yourself. Some people call that the higher self, but whatever you want to call it, the soul, the spirit, uh, I call it the expanded part of yourself. And when you can get in touch with that, you start to realize that you are much, much more than, you know, a nurse, a mother, a doctor. You are this soul that came here for a purpose. And when you can connect to that meaning and purpose, that greater part of who you are, that non-physical aspect of you that we believe is eternal and has, you know, a lot of plans for why they're here on earth. When you can connect to that, I think that's when you start to connect to that something greater and that one mind that we're all connected to. And so I think that opens up the doorway for those, I'll call them messages and symbols and clues to start to show up more as you become more aligned with that greater aspect of who we truly are. Yeah, I've, uh, I've written a draft for a Psychology Today post that poses the question is, what is the purpose of humankind? Good question. <laughs> It's a good question. Thank you. Uh, and what you're doing um, is part a part of the way to get to answer that question. And we can go through that another time. But one of the things that you just said was that uh, the person doing binaural beats and other things becomes aware that they're a soul who came here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Would What's the range of purposes? What do you mean by a purpose for a soul coming here to this planet, this, this, the, this dimension? Well, I'm of the understanding that we're all connected to one larger consciousness and we've broken off into little aspects of that one consciousness to have experience. And so the purpose is to have experience, but ultimately the purpose is to uh, connect to love. I mean, that's what, we jumped to that really quickly there, but Love is what ultimately most people who explore these things, whether they're using it, doing, uh, I'm sorry, whether they're using like psychedelic substances to get there, if they're using binaural beats, if they're using chanting or movement or all the many ways that people expand their consciousness, most people usually find out that the uh, purpose of our existence is to reconnect that love from the other realm into this realm. And so by one of my kind of understandings is that we can actually bring that love into our physical bodies. And that's something I do rather regularly, my, personally. And then because of the way that our hearts work, it actually radiates out to the world. And so I feel as though we're here, th that our purpose is to learn and grow through experience, but that the ultimate desti destination is that love and oneness. But for us to get there, we need to learn. And the way we learn is through hardship. And so very often people have all of these hardships and they suffer. And in the end, those hardships serve as beautiful opportunities for growth. And I'm simplifying this very, very much here. Uh, but that's the basic understanding, big picture of how I've discovered for myself that I believe it works. The key step in there that I hadn't quite heard uh, as before as you articulated it is to bring the love that's all around us um, into our heart, our being our physical being our electrophysical being and have it radiate then from our hearts out to others well heart math is the step that i missed there heart math institute has discovered that the electromagnetic field of our hearts is actually broadcasting and also collecting information out into the world in this sort of two-way process. And our hearts are doing this whether we realize it or not. So it's good to be aware of that. Yes. 
that our hearts are radiating in both directions. I think our eyes are doing it too. Uh, I think there's stuff coming out of our eyes as well as coming in, mm, in both directions. Mm. It's it's a it's a more subtle thing, um, and we tend to focus on the heart. But just the idea of um, of being the, being able to feel when somebody's staring at you means that that person staring is sending out some kind of energy that the back of your head can pick up, and that's a simple version of the same thing. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, one of the other developments that you, well, let's not, I, I won't get to that in a minute, but how do you explain what happened with Kevin and you? How did that, how did that work? Well, if it's true, if it's true, the belief that we make plans for ourselves before we come here that I mentioned, then we need to have big, powerful experiences that get our attention. And if Kevin and I, I never would have imagined when I met him that 10 years later we would be running this company together and uh, where my life has led. And it, I needed that big coincidence, that big synchronicity to get my attention. And it did. And uh, if that hadn't happened, I'm not sure we would have been quite so powerfully connected. Um, and it, it, it was... And or the fact that we were so powerfully connected, the other way to look at this is that, of course, that happened because we are so connected. So one would think that we knew each other before and that we are reconnecting to continue a shared mission. And that's what it felt like when we met. Well, that's a nice <laughs> reconnecting to, to complete or carry on a shared mission. And there's so much talk about we come to earth and don't remember where we've come from. And part of the task is to re-remember. And it looks like I can begin to say more confidently that some coincidences, particularly the dramatic ones, be, can, able, can enable us to remember what we have forgotten. Well, it's interesting because when we were doing this, when Kevin and I would get on the phone with, with each other, listen to recordings, it was our little hobby. Nobody else even knew that we were doing this. And, uh, and yet I would say to Kevin sometimes, why are we spending so much time on this? What is that? Where is this drive coming from? I don't understand why we feel this is so important to, to make this work. And he would say, it's for humanity. And I thought, what? That's so grandiose. And yet here we are helping people in psychiatric practices reduce anxiety, which is a huge issue in our world this day. So I don't think we quite understand uh, what quite understood then how it might help hum humans in general. But here we are. And, and so it seemed prophetic. Uh, and yet I could not imagine how it would have where it would have led at that time. You just had to keep doing it. And I've had something similar with coincidences. I've, I just had to do it. I just had to write about it. I had to try to understand them. I had to try to make something out of them, try to see where they went and where they were going to go. And, and I'm just, I'm with you, Karen. I'm, I'm trying to use what I'm come together with, this understanding coincidence synchronicity as a way to help humanity. Because we're, we didn't know it back when we started this stuff, that we're in trouble now. And we're in big trouble. And we kind of knew it before, but it really has become obvious. And gathering people like you and me together who have particular strands of capacities to help people realize what's going on with themselves, that we're more than our physical bodies, that we have much more interconnections with each other, that love is around us, and we have to see if we can materialize it through trying to reduce the difficulties that we create interpersonally, that I am proposing the existence of a human organism, a grand human organism of which we are all a part. This is not a new idea. Other cultures before scientific cultures had this in mind also, but it's a it's a it's a ramped up one. We are one creature, and we we have places to play in the cells of this body, and there are some of us who are trying to put things together in ways that can help various parts of our body to understand what it needs to do, so that we can realize that there's something that we can make happen that's beautiful here. Well, I love that you identify with that term secular spirituality because spirituality has had a bad rap 
for for many many people are you know, secular world is are many of them are very proud atheists and very happy to deny the existence of anything beyond the physical world. And yet that's not the truth. And so by defining it as more secular spirituality, I'm hoping that this can really help to awaken people who are more anti-religious, but realize that, yes, there is something greater that doesn't have to be associated with any religious dogma at all. Ah, so I, I see the group you're going for, not Democrat or Republican, as those independents. Everyone. Your... It's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you want to include the ones that have been left out from religion. and Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. well, we're, we're coming to the end of this segment, but then uh, what I'm going to ask you to think about is what is the purpose of humanity and how are or what are the purposes of humanity you started to talk about that and how can we collectively answer that question we're list, we're talking with Karen Newell who is the co-founder of Sacred Acoustics and co-author with Dr. Eben Alexander of Living in a Mindful Universe So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet's day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Welcome back to CC with BB. Welcome back to CC with BB. We're talking with Karen Newell, co-founder of Sacred Acoustics. And wh- how do we collect our, our disparate individual selves here on this planet under the, I think, good idea of secular spirituality to help maybe save humankind or maybe, maybe destruction? Is what's necessary. I mean, as as you and and Aeschylus, the Greek playwright, have 
said, learning comes through suffering. Maybe we have to do a lot of lot more suffering here as this human organism to come to a realization of our spirituality. Well, I think you're bringing up an incredibly important point. And, you know, we can look at addiction as a model. An individual who is suffering from addiction typically hits bottom before they start to kind of turn themselves around. And that bottom is not fun. That bottom is miserable. And some of them actually die. But those who get very close to that point and then turn around and start to make a difference, they will call that on the other side of it, the gift of desperation. And so, yes, I think that it will take a huge collective hardship for the world to wake up. And it's very interesting to note that we may, in fact, be in the middle of one of those right now because this virus is affecting everyone all over the world. Whether you're getting it or not, you're affected by it with all of the changes that are happening. And this Hopefully, it's not happening yet, but it's possible to happen that all the world leaders get together and start to make decisions that help us all. And uh, if the world leaders don't do it, that's when the individuals need to all band together and make it work. I often say that I actually really enjoy watching hurricane news coverage. Um, first of all, I'm very awed by the majesty of Mother Nature and the ability of a wave to just take out a bunch of homes and buildings. But also what happens during hurricane coverage is that people start to help each other. Doesn't matter the color of the skin, the religion, the gender, people are helping each other. It's a human nature to want to help each other. And so right now we're in the middle of this pointing fingers and blaming and who did it and what are we gonna do? But hopefully we can all come together and deal with this in a way that brings us closer together. I've noticed that the tornado in Nashville is doing the same thing. All of those people are banding together to help each other. It is absolutely so heartening to watch this happen. And we're not quite at that stage in this world crisis yet, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get there. The phrase you use, all come together, I think needs some discrimination because it can't be all coming together, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, it has to be the beginning of some people helping all come together. And it can be the crisis that'll do it. But the crisis is, goes, when the crisis is, uh, goes away, when the tornado has been gone and people have helped each other, they go back to their regular routines again and, and begin their old patterns. And, and we've got to maintain some kind of change capacity. So I'm thinking that people like you who are, are able to go spiritual, look at the broader view of things, and then come back to the quotidian reality where everybody else is, are helping develop what I like to think of as a collective self-observer. Just as we have a collective consciousness and a collective unconscious we also can develop a, a collective self-observer, much like each of us has a self-observer of our own mental events. And that metaphor of personal self-observer expanded now to the human creature is what I see you contributing to the development of. You know, that is a new concept for me, but I am really vibrating with that one because we often, often, often talk about getting in touch with the inner observer, the personal inner observer. And, and this is part of that foundational uh, effort to be able to explore within your consciousness is to identify that inner observer. And so I often say that that inner observer is the part of you that notices when your thoughts have wandered and brings your attention back to the breath. It's a neutral part of you that has no judgment, that doesn't analyze, that just simply observes and has this greater, broader awareness of what's going in, on in your own life. And so I have absolutely already been uh, aware of the collective consciousness uh, uh, concept, but the collective inner observer is fascinating. And uh, I think you're onto something there because that is where in my own life, in people's personal lives, when they can get in touch with that inner observer, that's when they're able to start to see where 
you know, the woman you were talking about who had that issue from childhood that was blocking her, you're able to start to notice these limiting beliefs you have in your subconscious and you can start to eliminate them. And so if each of us is doing this as part of a collective, I totally can see how we each, each of us who contributes to the world's uh, you know, solving the world's problems be, as being part of a collective inner observer is, is incredibly empowering, actually. And I talk about often that if each of us would take the time to generate love within our hearts because it naturally radiates love out into the world, that that will help bring love to this planet. So being part of that collective inner observer even brings a whole other level to it that I think uh, is incredibly poignant and uh, important. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear you say that because you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, Absolutely do. Yep. Another school of thought that I that I learned about was that as that because we're all connected and you say as one organism, which is which is great. But we know within within the body that our cells are all communicating with each other to, to make for one whole body. And so as each of us as individuals are contributing to that one big organism, I like that metaphor. But uh, when you think about that, the model that I learned from one of my spiritual teachers is that as each of us focuses on ourself, clears our limiting beliefs, release our emotional blockages, become more aligned with that authentic part of who we truly are, that we're setting a template for others to follow. And that as we do this, it becomes easier for those who come after because it's already been done in the body. And so people can you know, in the co big collective body organism. And so each of us, then it becomes easier for all those that follow. And so I'm always, always, always grateful to those individuals 20, 30, 50, 100 years ago who were talking about these concepts because it's all being built on uh, each other over time. And I think we're getting closer, Bernie. I really hope we're getting closer. And uh, you described morphic resonance. Um, the that once a pattern gets started it gets easier to repeat in nature nature has a memory yeah uh, and yeah. it gets repeated and i i refer to that because it may be a way of of augmenting our thinking about how individual transformation can help those around us because it creates a, a morphic field a morphic field that has the memory of someone else having done it and being able to tune into that field i think is part of what I call the psychosphere, our mental atmosphere, that we can resonate with what has been created there and help other people who are, who are trying to get there, get there more quickly, just in the way you said, because somebody else has gotten there. And just what we have just done here, Karen, where you resonated with the idea of the collective self-observer is a step in that direction because mm -hmm. no one else has written this that I know of, but I know when I've, when I come up with an idea, somebody else has, it's, I'm not the only one who's done it. And so I'm, I'm told when just by coincidences, uh, the coincidences of simultaneous discoveries, for example, tell me that if I thought about it, somebody else has, and you were almost there uh, enough to be able to grasp what I was talking about. So the question becomes, how do we amalgamate the collect how do we amalgamate the individual self observers that we're talking about into the mind of this human creature so that we can step back from our conflicts of which there are so many the self other the other as an as an it is one of the ones i focus on but there's a lot more the inner conflicts we have as a human organism how can we step back as a group in the in the in this collective self observer to look non-judgmentally at first and then figure out ways to get get past some of these conflicts yeah that's a very interesting question and it brings to mind the studies that were done with transcendental meditation, where they had a certain number of meditators who would meditate together and crime in certain cities would go down. And I always wondered, why aren't we doing more of that? And, uh, you know, they did that amazing study, but it's absolutely true that when more minds get together, not, not just one, but when we collectively do this, we can ha make a huge difference. And it, I, I noticed this at our events when Eben, Alexander and I, when we teach workshops, 
to people anywhere from 20 people to 300 people in a room, we notice that when we play the record, sacred acoustics recordings and then hear about people's experiences, that the larger groups really seem to have these more amazing kind of collective experiences. So yeah, I don't know the exact mechanism, but I'm gonna start uh, thinking about that because I think that is a really fascinating concept. Well, we're coming to the end of this and I very much appreciate connecting with you on this idea and your future thoughts about it um, I'd like to know because now I know you're you're not too far away from here and that I think distance does make a difference sometimes a little closer your thinking may stimulate mine and mine yours so we're going to have to try to see what we where each of us goes with this yes thank you Welcome. Thanks for very much for being on the show, Karen. And we've come to the end of this segment. You've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And our guest has been Karen Newell. <laughs>